All right. Today we're looking from the theme uh, to test knowing, the test of knowing and loving God. The test for knowing and loving God. Let's pick up, well, I think we're going to start at verse, verse 1, and let's read down to verse 6 of 1 John, the second chapter. Let's begin to read. My little children, these things I write to you, so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Now by this we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Amen? Amen. Just a, as, a, as a backdrop, when we looked at those first two verses that we just read, we pointed out the fact that if anyone, it says, that the reason he's writing this, or they're penning this scripture, is so that you may not sin. Isn't that awesome? And if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father. We have an attorney with the Father. And we pointed out that when you go to the courts and you may not have finances to pay for an attorney, and so the state may appoint you an attorney, well, you don't know if that attorney is going to really stand for your case or not. But isn't it good to know that in the courts of God's justice, God has given us an advocate in the person of Jesus Christ. And so no matter what comes before the judge, wow, the attorney, the Lord Jesus Christ, can stand and say, but it's been covered by the blood. Isn't that awesome? It's been covered by the blood. And so we can go forward, wow, without the, how can I say it, without the weight of our past situations. Because that's all the enemy really wants us to do is move, try to move forward, always dragging with you the stuff from your past. You know, that's a rough thing to do. Isn't it? 
If you keep trying to move forward and you're dragging with you stuff from the past, why don't you let it go? Let it go. And then move forward. You'll find that the walk will be a little easier. Isn't that true? Uh -huh. The walk will be a little easier. Gets down to the point where it says in verse 3. Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him. In other words, I know Jesus. Or I know God. And does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Well... Come on. Isn't that straightforward? If a person says they know God and don't and they don't keep his commandments, then they lie. They don't know it. So that's a rough place to be. Now, you may say, well, but but I, I don't necessarily agree with that, Pastor Joe, because uh, I believe I know God. Yeah, you may know of him, but if you're not following his commandments, then you don't really have an intimate knowledge of him. Does that make, make sense? Because you know a lot of folk, but you don't really know them. You understand what I'm saying? You're acquainted with them. You may have been introduced to them, but you don't know them. So a lot of people have been, uh, you know, told about God. But the person may have entered into a relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ. But they haven't come to a point of knowing Him. Because... The actions of that person speaks volumes. Does that make sense? And if you know God, come on. First of all, you'll know that he is the creator. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everything that is, he has created. Including who? You. And me. He's created us. Well, if we understand that he's created us, and he knows us intimately, you know what that means? He knows everything you have ever done. Now, in other words, he remembers stuff that you forgot. <laughs> you, you know what that means, right? Some stuff you just wiped out your memory bank. But God knows it. 
And even with that intimate knowledge about you, he still says, I love you. Isn't that tremendous? Because most folks, when they get to know you, they start making some judgment calls, mm -hmm. some evaluations. You know, when you say, you know, uh, brother, I really want to just share with you a little bit about my past. Uh-oh, there you go, y'all. Mm -hmm. And you start sharing, and the brother starts backing up. Yeah, man, okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear no more. Isn't that true? Sometimes that happens. Or they begin to frame every time they see you. What's been shared about you comes back to them, and their reaction is based on what? What they heard. Isn't that true? Mm-hmm. But God, who knows us inside out, says, I love you. I love you so much till I have arranged. I planned to bring salvation to you. A savior who will be the savior of the world. That scripture right there in second, uh, the first John second chapter, and that second verse, it says, "And he himself, Jesus, is the propitiation, or he is the one who's been placed in position." That God would have leniency on us. Isn't that awesome? Jesus has been placed in position for our sins. And then it says, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. My goodness. Sometimes we think when we've accepted Jesus Christ that we got a corner on the market. Do you know what I'm saying? We figure we got a corner on the market and God is saying, but I've sent him for the whole world. Amen. Amen. Now you may say, well, uh, Pastor Joe, where are you going with this? Where we're going is the same way that God loves us. He's expecting us to love each other. Yeah. Now that's a rough place. Isn't it? Isn't that tough? And that's why we're highlighting the fact that when God knows us inside out and all our past, 
And he says, I love you. We find out one thing about somebody and then we turned off. Hey, mm -hmm. I'm out of here. <clears throat> but we demonstrate the love of God when we recognize that love covers a multitude of sins. Love covers a multitude of sins. Is everybody following what we're saying? Because you begin to lock people up who God has set free. You understand that? Mm -hmm. We tend to lock people up who God has set free. And instead of being a representative of God and letting them know, my sister, my brother, you're free. Amen. You're free. If you've asked for forgiveness in terms of God, if you're godly sorry for what you've done, and you repented of that. Then God has forgiven you. But that means that you're not going to go back and do it again. Amen. Which means that you need to walk out. The relationship that you have with God. Yes. And that's why that scripture in 1 John 2nd chapter and down at verse 6, it says, He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. So once again, if we're saying we're in Christ, we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, then we need to be walking out our life just as he did. And he had compassion on people. Is that not true? Mm -hmm. And he didn't mince words when it came to sharing truth. Matter of fact, some of them didn't like it. Uh, you know, when he called those religious leaders whites, white as sepulchers, you know, or white uh, like grave gravestones or, or tombstones and all that kind of stuff. They didn't particularly care for that. Or when he told the woman, the Syrophoenician woman, who, who asked if he could come and heal her daughter, and he says that, you know, I've come, in, I've come for to give bread to the children of Israel. And he called her a dog. And she said, even the dogs oh, eat right. the crumbs Amen. from the table. Amen. Come on. Mm -hmm. And he was moved by her faith. Yes. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. Didn't let that stop her from getting what she needed Amen. from God. Amen. Wow. That's a lesson in itself, yes, isn't it? Yes. Somebody says something about you, and you go off. Mm 
For what? They're not your source. God is. Amen. God is. Don't let them deter you. And when you know him, when you know God, you know that it won't deter you. Come on, Pastor. That's right. Yes. That's right. Did you understand what I'm Amen. saying? Yes. Mm -hmm. And your test of knowing him is whether or not you love him. And if you love him, then you've got to love one another. Amen. Because yes. the scripture goes on and tells us that if we say we love God in whom we've never seen, and say we hate our brothers, here we go again, y'all. You lie. Mm -hmm. Wow. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. That always gets you on the, on the carpet. Mm -hmm. Because we all want to say we love God. And yet at the same time, in the next breath, yeah, but you know that brother so-and-so, I hate him. Mm -hmm. Or sister such-and-such, such, you know, I really don't like them. I just don't like them. Why not? You may not like all their ways, but you have a responsibility to love them. Yes. Because God doesn't like all our ways. He still loves us. But He loves us. Oh, yes. And He loves us so much that He wants us to change our ways. But he knows what will help us make the change is the word of God. The word of God, truth, will help you make the change. Do you understand what we're saying? Truth will help you make the change. Um, just mindful of... of a situation that happened recently, and we all know about it, uh, the situation in Connecticut uh, uh, with the children and, the, and that whole thing that sometimes it's almost unthinkable how somebody could do that. And yet spiritually, we know it's the work of the enemy who has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And the unfortunate thing is the person who was the shooter became the instrument of the enemy. The Word of God tells us we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and so forth. And the whole key is sometimes we fail to realize that when we don't walk in truth, we become, we can become subjected yes. to the lies mm -hmm. of the enemy. Yeah. And you watch this unfold 
And people say, I don't understand how that can happen. And yet, when you really look at it from the scriptures and from the Bible and from what God's word says, you understand how it can happen. But you also understand why it didn't need to happen. Does that make sense? Why it didn't need to happen. If a person knew that every person on this planet is precious, valuable, one of a kind, an original design of God, priceless, and to be loved, there's no way that you would allow yourself to be the instrument <coughs> to take somebody out. No way. Because in the relationship you have with God, you couldn't do it. Did you understand what I'm saying? Even if you have the capacity to do it, you wouldn't do it. And that's for all of us, y'all. In the past, you may have done some crazy things. But now that you're in a relationship with God, and you're getting to know Him, and in turn getting to know you, that should have an impact. That should have a positive impact on how you relate to other people. Because oftentimes a person doesn't know who they are. They don't know who they are. As far as they're concerned, they're their mama's child. Or daddy's boy. And God is trying to get you to understand. But beyond that, you belong to me, God says. Amen. Amen. Do you understand? You belong to me. Wow. Yes, sometimes all you can do is pray in those situations after they've occurred. It's just pray. But I was sharing yesterday with some of the brothers. The solution to the world's situation actually doesn't cost anything. Did you hear what I said? And I, maybe I'll back up a little bit. It does cost something. It costs you and I to give up on our selfish interests. <coughs> Did you hear what I said? Yes. It causes, costs you and I to deny our flesh. But as far as money, it don't cost nothing. You can pour zillions of dollars into stuff and things and protection and all that. 
Pour it in there. But if a person's heart and mind is not set on the things of God, they will find a way to circumvent whatever kind of safeguards and protection you put in place. Isn't that true? You think, look at this. They change the, the way they make the money every once in a while. Yeah, before they, you know, the way they print it, right? Before they, before the folks who printing it officially can get it off the press, somebody else got the counterfeit. Isn't that crazy? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Or any other thing that comes up. It's amazing to me. The news gets this stuff and they print it out and says, but the person is sharing this information uh, anonymously because they have been given authority to speak. Well, why are they speaking? <laughs> now you're telling me in the newspaper and in the news that the information you're getting is from somebody who wants to remain anonymous because they haven't been given authority to speak. Isn't there something crazy about that? Yes. Now, my only thought is, if this person is talking and they haven't been given authority to talk, then the only reason they're talking is because somewhere along the line, they must be getting something out of it. Either somebody's paying them for the information, or they got something against the people, or political angle to it. It's got to be something that's working for that person's self-gratification. Does everybody follow what I'm saying? Yes. But if people do what's right, three-quarters of the stuff that's going on in the world wouldn't be happening. Amen. That's why the word of God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his right way of doing things. And all these things will be added unto you. But we are so caught up on seeking what I want. And we talked about that the other day and last week, I guess, when we said, when we go to God, how many times do we not say, God, I need, God, I want, God, give me. Has that ever played off in your thinking, in your prayer time when you're talking to God? God, give me this job. God, give me this house. God, give me. And God, I want. And I just believe in my heart of hearts that God is saying, hey, okay, all right. When you going to ask me what I want? When you going to ask me what I want? You always come to me asking me what you want. Can we turn the tables for a moment and <laughs> why don't you ask me what I want? Because if you ask me what I want, and I let you know what I want, and you are obedient 
to do what I want, then I want you to know I'm the one with the resources. Mm. So you don't have to ask me for a whole lot of stuff and things. Because if you do what I want, I can bless you with the resources. Come on, Pastor. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. I can bless your socks off. Mm -hmm. Proof is in the pudding. When he told Solomon, got to go there for a moment. Mm -hmm. When he told Solomon in a dream. Yes. In a dream. Mm -hmm. Solomon wasn't even awake. Mm -hmm. And God spoke to him. Yes. That means that sometimes God can speak to you. And he asked Solomon, Solomon, what do you want me to do for you? Mm. Wow, that's almost enough to make you wake up. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? Wake up. Whoa! But in the dream, God uh, Solomon responded. After he gave praise to God, he says, God, I don't know how to go in and out among such great people. Mm. I just need understanding. I yes. need some wisdom. Yes. And God said, Solomon... Mm. Because you did not ask mm. for riches. Yes. Mm. Because you did not ask for the life of your enemies. Amen. Because you did not ask for long life. I'm going to give you the wisdom. Amen. And then I'm going to bless you Come with on, the riches. Yes, wow. yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Now, to me, that speaks volumes mm -hmm. of the significance of tapping in to what interests God. Mm -hmm. yes. And you can't do that if you don't know Him. Amen. 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 You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But as you get to know Him, and you begin to ask Him, Father, what is it I can do to please you? Amen. I realize I've been created for your good pleasure. And let him speak to your heart. And then you be about doing that. And watch the blessings overtake you. Hallelujah. When you don't even expect it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you don't expect them. Yes, sometimes you do make confessions and believe God and so forth. But sometimes just do what God wants you to do. And let him just surprise you. You know, do you like surprises when they're good? Oh, yes. And I believe God loves the surprises. How many times have things happened in your life? That was a surprise. Hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you know it was God. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. All you can say is thank you. Thank you, Lord. You know? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Because mm -hmm. it could have gone another way. Oh, yes. But I'm grateful. Thank you. Wow. Know him. He knows us so well that he knows what we have need of mm. before we yes. even ask. Yes. 
we didn't know we needed to ask for a savior. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he did. And isn't this something? That in the fullness of time, some say 42 generations, that's a whole lot of folks, y'all. Coming and going, coming and going. But in the fullness of time, he brought forth a Savior. Wow. And not just a Savior for Israel, but the Savior for the whole world. A world that doesn't even know him. <coughs> a world that doesn't even know him. Isn't that something? That's a lot of folk, ain't it? And yet he says he's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So then the key is, where do we fit in? Do we fit in sharing that message with them? Do we have a part to play? If we're his, I believe we do. Yes. And that's part of the event that's taking place in the Olympics of life. In the games that run through time. Isn't that something? We've been talking about the Olympics a whole lot for some reason, but I think God's letting us know that this life that we're living is an Olympic event. And it's being played out in time. And the key is, so many of us are still sitting in the stands. We got admission into the Olympics, into the arena. And so many are still sitting in the stands. But praise God, there are others of you who are out there on the field participating in the events. Wow. And reward day is coming. Reward day is coming. Isn't that tremendous, y'all? Yes. Know God. If you know him, you'll keep his commandments. And if you love him, you'll keep his commandments. And that's the barometer to tell whether or not the individual loves God. If you love him, you'll keep his commandments. If your love is shaky, then your obedience to his commandments are what? Shaky. They're shaky. So whenever you want to determine the measure of your love toward God, measured by how you're doing what he wants you to do. Is that simple enough? Mm -hmm. Praise God. Amen. 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 Any questions?